Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fifty-one-year-old Patricia Duncan, a mother of seven, went missing from Bucky, Scotland, a coastal town, sometime on November 16, 2002. It's reported she walked out of her home into the cold and rain with her cigarettes and brown sheepskin jacket. It's believed she was also wearing black pants and black shoes. Patricia is approximately 5'4 in height, with a slim build and fair complexion. Her family says she had no reason to leave the house or her town, and her missing is incredibly out of character. Despite a police investigation, including cadaver dogs and an underwater search team, there has been no evidence found about what may have happened to Patricia. If you have any information about what may have happened to Patricia, please get in touch with Scotland Police on 101 or via their website. If you prefer to remain anonymous, you can call Crime Stoppers at 0800-555-111 or use their online reporting system. Alternatively, you can phone or text the Missing People 24-7 helpline at 116-000 or email 116-000 at missingpeople.org.uk and you can quote reference 03-00100. I'll put this information in the description as well. For more information about Patricia's disappearance and for regular updates, you can visit the Facebook page Missing Person Patricia Duncan, which I've also linked in the description. For more context surrounding Patricia's disappearance, I spoke to one of her daughters, Javon. I wanted to start, um, you know, asking about your mom and, and what her personality is like and kind of the physical characteristics the public should know about. I guess really what I'm asking is, you know, how would you describe your mother and, and, and what should the public know about her if they're, if they're you know, looking out for her? Uh, well, she was shy. She was very, very shy. Um, but she was friendly, really friendly. Um, she, if somebody spoke to her, she would speak to them right away. Uh, and she was really funny. Um, and she, 
just lived basically for our family. She would do everything came to help our our family. Um, our thing characteristics. Uh, she didn't have any like tattoos or scars. Um, but she was quite small. She was five foot two or three, I think it was. Um, very very slim built, and she had grey hair that she sometimes dyed uh, like a lighter, like a blonde colour. Um, but like I say, she she lived for her family. She spent a lot of time with the family. Um, doing things um, in her spare time. Obviously, she she didn't work, um, but she also liked doing. Uh, she was she was part of a theatre group, um, and she did shows like at Christmas pantomimes and things, and she just lo- she loved doing that. Um, I think it was because it was entertaining the public. Yeah, that's great. No, that's that's a great answer. It's, it's a, it's, I'm 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 shy like like my mom. No, um, that's okay. But out, of, but out of all the children, I'm the one that they always say, "Will you do the the interviews and things and that?" And it's <laughs> it, and I'm the, the emotional one out of the whole lot of us as well. How many? Uh... So I'm the one that cries the most when I'm doing doing oh. things and speaking about her. No, that's that's okay. And how many siblings do you have? Um, I have three sisters and I did have three brothers. There were seven of us all together. But um one of our one of our brothers died a couple of years ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Which my, I'm not sure if my mom knows about whether whatever she is, hopefully she maybe has heard that um one one of our children have died. Yeah, that's really sad. I'm sorry to hear that. When I was when I was reading about your mother's disappearance, I got the impression you had a really big family, um, just based on mm-hmm. you know, some of the, the information out there. What what was like life like, I guess, for your family and for your mother prior to her going missing? Was it you know, was it stressful? Was there a lot going on? Uh, it it was it was it was busy. Um obviously when my mom went missing, my brothers and that didn't stay at home and um me and one of my other sisters didn't stay at home either. Um, but we were always down. Um, and Fiona, that's my sister that's just younger than me, um, we had our own house. Um, we both had ch- one child at that time each. And mum used to look after our children when we worked. But just before she'd went missing, um, life was just normal. Um, she looked after the children. Um, I would go down and visit when I'm when I wasn't working. I would be there. Uh, on the night that she actually went missing, um, my youngest sister Sarah, she was coming to stay at mine for the night, and my sister Fiona, her and her daughter, her daughter was only four at the time. She went down to my mother's and father's to stay um, for the night, and. She put her daughter to bed and Fiona and my older sister Louise and my mum and dad all watched a film together. And after that film had finished, Louise and Fiona went to bed and my mum and dad stayed up to watch another film. Must have been about half 11, 12 o'clock at night they went to their bed. and not, So it was just a, a normal Friday night for them, <laughs> spending time with the family. 
nothing out of the ordinary. Um, as for stressful times and that, there was nothing that we we could think of. Um, as I say, there was no depression or anything like that that we knew of. And as far as I know, the police have spoken to the doctors and things, and there was no signs of that from the do- from the doctors as far as we could take it from what the police had said. Before we get into the circumstances surrounding your mother's disappearance and what you know about you know the day that she went missing, can you tell me about the town that she that she was living in? I think it's called uh, it's in Bampshire, Banff- but it's it's called Bucky, right? Yeah, Bucky. Yeah, it's a, a small fishing town. Um, in the northeast of Scotland, so it's about an hour and a half away from Aberdeen, an hour and a half the other side is Inverness. Um, obviously, it's on the coast, where it being the fishing town and that, but we have got a lot of countryside around us and that, and a lot of small, like little other ta- little villages and other towns about round about. So some of them are just like a a fifteen minute drive. Um, to get to the next town and things. But a lot of countryside, um, rolling hills and some mountains and things. Did you grow up there? Was it like, is it home for you? Uh, uh, we moved We moved here to Bucky when I was seven. Um, before that, we stayed in Mintlaw, which is, I think it's about an, an hour, an hour and 15 minutes away from Bucky. Um, and before I was born, my mum and dad and my older sister and my brothers, they stayed in Fife, which is a bit further. <laughs> so your mother, as far as I know this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but she goes missing November 15th, 2002 uh, in Bucky. Uh, it was November. The, the, the police put it down as the 15th. That was the last day that any anybody actually saw her. We always says that it was the sixteenth that she went missing. Saturday, the sixteenth okay. of November. Right. So you you were kind of but alluding the, earlier, but the, but the police of um and missing people put it down as the fifteenth for some reason. But it was the sixteenth that my that we noticed that she was gone, and that um, my dad went to the police. So that's the that's Saturday the sixteenth. What uh, Saturday the sixteenth? What? Uh, so when I read, and again, um, you know, this is just what I've read on the Facebook page and on the poster and some research. But it sounds like what you think happened is at some point during the night uh, or early morning, your mother left uh, the house, and I don't, do you know what she was doing, where she was going, like wh- what happened, yep. like what do we, what do you yep. know for sure? On the on that morning, my dad got up. About half, about seven, half seven, and um, mum wasn't there. And when he came downstairs, I mum wasn't in in bed. And when he came downstairs, my older sister Louise was there, and he'd asked Louise where mum was, and Louise goes, "Is she not in bed?" And um, Dad said no. So it was a bit worrying because it was terrible weather. It was a a, a storm, really, um, torrential rain and wind. Um, but at that point, we did have quite a lot of animals in the garden. We had chickens, ducks, a pig. So Dad thought maybe she'd went to feed them and had maybe slipped or something. So he went out and had a look and there was no sign. Um, and what we know is she went, she left with a sheepskin jacket 
and her cigarettes and lighter, and that was it. And that's all we know. There was no indication that any she was going to leave. Um, there was no sign of anybody breaking in and doing something to her or anything. To this day, it's still a mystery. Was it like her to go outside no. at night to to have a cigarette, like, or did she smoke in the house? No, like, I'm she just smoked, She smoked in. She smoked in the house. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Um, and and for her just to to disappear, um, it was very very out of character. Um, she always told somebody if she was going someplace, um, and if there was none of us were there, she would leave a note if she knew that one of us was going to be coming back before she would be home to let us know where she was, like if she'd nipped to the shop or something, she would just leave a note saying, nip to the shop, be back in half an hour or something. Um, so it was very, very out of character for her just to go and not let anybody know or um, leave a note or anything. Um, and that's why it was such a worry when Dad got up in the morning and there was no sign of her. Um, so he did, he got into the car and um, he drove about and had a look around the town to see if he could see her. And then he went back home and she still wasn't home. That's when he decided that he would go up to the police and um, see what they could do. And they were um, a bit concerned because it was so out of character and nothing like this had ever, she had never ever went missing before or did things in because the fact that she used to tell somebody or leave a note to let us know um, and she hadn't this time, they were a bit concerned. Um. So your your father goes to the police and reports her missing. The police are concerned. Did they, mm -hmm. you know, is it, I, I, I'm assuming it's not common for people to go missing in Bucky. Like it's, it must have been baffling for everyone, including the police. Um, at that, when, the, when my mom went missing we had never ever heard of anybody going missing in this area and that, I think um, the my mom's case was maybe one of the first cases that the, the police had maybe done because they did their job but the, it, wasn't, it wasn't the greatest of jobs that they did at that time Um they did, a, they did do a door-to-door -door at one point and they actually chopped on the family door and it was my older sister that answered and they says, have you seen this woman? And my sister says, are you, are you being serious? And that, the amount of knowing that that was um, my, mo my mother's house because um, the police cars were parked outside it and everything. And this isn't like a, a massive town. Like it's pretty, it would be pretty quick to no. canvas it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Did they do you know if they did they bring in any outside help like detectives from somewhere else? Um, they I think they did, they did take in detectives and um there was not many people that were coming and going from the house and things like that. Um I know that um they took in a dog but it wasn't a sniffer dog, it was a cadaver dog looking for a body. Um, this says that a sniffer dog wouldn't pick up any scent because of the the weather, because it was such a, a stormy day, um, which later I found out was not true. Um, a, a sniffer dog will pick up a scent. D- it doesn't matter what kind of weather it is. Um, the also... I think it was a few months later they, they got um, a dive machine. I can't remember what they're called. Underwater dive thing um, to do um, to check the harbour. Also, we we would um, every so often I would go over to the um, coast guards and I would just um, ask them if there was any chance there was um, some caves and that that we couldn't get to off the shore and that, um, and they did say that when they were doing their training that they would have a look in that caves and things but there was nothing there was your like obviously living on a coastal town was your mother drawn to the ocean like would she walk down along there do you think that's you know no, where she ended no. up no no my mom my mom was scared about her she she didn't like going into the sea she when my son was um, just in nursery. My son was five when my mother went missing. When he was in nursery, um, I was working and they were going to the swimming pool and she was absolutely terrified. She had to go into the water with them and she was terrified. Um, So that's a thing that we have never, ever entertained, that she's went near the sea and that. She She did go to the beach and things, but she wouldn't... Not on a day like that, she wouldn't. And she never went to the beach by herself. And you said there was no there was no family issues? Like, she wasn't, you know, you, as far as you know, she wasn't battling with any mental health issues or anything like that? Like, it just seemed no. completely out of character? No, it just so out of character. There was no, she didn't have no um, mental health issues, no depression or anything. It's been... 20 years now more than 20 years since your mother's gone mm-hmm. missing um you have a really large family like you said like what kind of impact has her disappearance had on you and your siblings and the family 
it's had a really, really big impact on us um, because mum was the one that we would go to for advice, especially the girls. And she was, wasn't was there. Um, there's lots of things that she's, she's missed. She's missed grandchildren being born, great-grandchildren being born. One of our daughters has um, gotten married, which I know... That's my sister Fiona. I know Fiona would have just loved to have my mum there. Could help her organise the wedding and things. And it gets harder every every day. Everybody says it'll get easier, but the longer it is, it gets harder. <laughs> sorry. No, you don't have to be sorry at all. Um, I can't imagine how difficult that is. Do you? I mean, I, I know it would be painful probably to discuss, but amongst your siblings and your family, like, do you all discuss what could have happened to her? I mean, you must you must have to ruminate about, like, wh- why did she go missing? Where did she go? Like, wh- what do you think happened to her? We have discussed it, but we, we, can't, we can't come up with any reason for why it's happened. And that is just like she's she was there one minute and she's evaporated completely evaporated for no reason. We've we've tried we've racked her brains we still we still do to this day rack her brains to what could have happened that day what could have been going through her head and we still come up with nothing and that um, that's why we try we try and do as much publicity things to keep because obviously it's it's 21 years on it's we do the publicity to try and keep it in the limelight so that people don't forget do you know is there any communication with the police still like are they actively investigating this case i've i i just um spoke to a reporter um a couple of weeks ago and she had a meeting with the uh, missing people unit, head of missing people unit in Scotland. And I had said, because she'd asked me a few things, and I had said to her that, the same as I'll say to you, that I've not heard from the police for a long time. Um, I can't remember which year it was. Um, I actually phoned the police to try and get them to investigate. There was a um, comment had been put on to one of the anniversary posts that missing people had put on. And that was the only time that I have heard from them. Um, She says that when she spoke to them, that they... Now, this is what she's saying. I don't know the exact words. That um, they don't want to put the the families through all the the hurt and that again by coming to them and saying there's still no news but I have said to her if she speaks to them again and if she speaks to other families that have got missing people that they probably would be like us and we'd want the police to contact us even if it's just once a year just to say look there's there's no uh, no more no new news and that but we are still got your mother's case open and that, but to have no contact at all is really hard. It just makes you think that th- that my mum's case is completely forgotten about. 
and that. Um, my dad, we did get, we had to go to court to get a thing to, thingy for my mum's death, but it was to do with my dad's financials. I, I can't remember the word that it was called. Pres presumption of death, something along that lines. But it's so that spouses can... Um, sort all, out all their financials and things like that. But there's a new a new thing has came out now that it's easier for families to do. They can put um, things in place for like guardianship kind of things or something like that. Because um, obviously, can, like if you've got like a mortgage or a house or things like that, and it's in, in both names, if <coughs> somebody is missing and the other partner dies um, and that person doesn't come back uh, the family can't touch nothing um, and the rest of the family can't touch anything and that have you had any tips or leads or theories come in through social media or anything like that like anything that maybe gives any insight into that someone we've, knows something we've had um, when mom first went missing we had quite a lot of um, sightings. Um, there was one we got the reported sighting in Malta. My dad uh, um, booked tickets for him and my sister Fiona to fly out and to look into it. Um, I think Interpol was um, involved because obviously it wasn't in Britain. Turned out that it wasn't my mum. It was a honeymoon couple that was out, and they had thought that it was mother. Every sighting that comes that came in, we haven't had so much now. But every sighting that came in, one of the family went. If Dad couldn't go, it, one of the brothers or sisters went um, to that site and place and put up posters. We'd always go to the police in that area to make sure that it was okay for us to put up posters. Here, we'd say that they had spoken to the police in the area of the sighting. And when we would go to the police in that area that the sighting was in, we find out that the, the police up here hadn't contacted them at all. Those listening to this right now, um, mm -hmm. and those who, you know, I'll obviously put all the, the social media and stuff in the description, and I'll plug it at the beginning of the podcast so people can check out yeah. more information about this case. But what can the public do to help you and your family try and find your mom? Like, what do you need from them? Just if if they think they've see somebody that looks like her, just contact the police or missing people. Um, if they do know her, to con the same contact missing people or the police. If she doesn't want to come home, that's that's fine. As long as we know that she is okay and she's like she's fine, we we are happy, and that um, we would love her to come home. But if if she she doesn't want to, that that's fine, and that. But just to contact the police or missing people to say, look, can you let my family know that I'm okay? And just for the public to keep a, a lookout, if they go onto the the websites missing people or the missing um, people Patricia Duncan website on Facebook, there's pictures on there of of my mother. Thank you.
if you have any information about what may have happened to Patricia, please get in touch with Scotland Police on 101 or via their website. If you prefer to remain anonymous, you can call Crime Stoppers on 0800-555-111, or you can use their online reporting service. Alternatively, you can phone or text the Missing People 24-7 helpline at 116-000. You can also email them at 116-000 at missingpeople.org.uk, quoting reference number 03-000100. I've linked to this in the description. For more information and regular updates about Patricia's disappearance, you can also visit the Facebook page, Missing Person Patricia Duncan, which I've also linked. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show appreciation, you can buy me a coffee at the link in the description. If you want to support the podcast on a monthly basis, you can head to the Patreon. For $5 a month, you get ad and sponsor-free episodes, exclusive content, and early access to all new episodes of the podcast. If you don't want to spend any money, you can support the podcast by leaving me a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. You can also find the Missing and Unexplained podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Missing and Unexplained podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.